0: What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 251. I actually forgot to celebrate the fact that 250 had passed, but that's kind of a crazy accomplishment. And thank you so much for all of you who have been riding with me. So 251, what a perfect time to kind of turn the corner because Apple obviously just dropped major announcements that people really did not see coming with new M2 Pro, M2 Max chips, the new M2 Max MacBook Pro, the new M2 Pro Mac Mini, and and a HomePod. The HomePod is back. So guess what? I always bring special guests to talk about. So let's just dive right into this one. Without further ado, here's my main man, Ray Wong, and I talking all about this. And we're gonna give you a little uh, introspection on maybe what Apple could do with their future headset this year. And I think we started connecting the dots and really say, hmm, this could be one way that they could absolutely go. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, everybody. This is a real important show this week. Apple dropped all these new announcements on us. I had to get the most important guest returning for yet 2023. First guest of the year, Ray
1: Wong! Hey, wait! Am I your first guest? Of of the, year? Yeah, you are of the year. Of the yes. year. yes, I'm first. Love you being first. Are. Yes, dude.
0: Th- <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. Um, always appreciate your time. It's it's a big deal to Hell yeah. You know, it's always fun. So, um, hey, let's let's jump into this. Apple dropped some bombs on us, and this is what I like about this. Um, although maybe people that are journalists or get hey some early information, I liked how no one talked about this until the day before. So I felt like although. We might have had an idea it was coming for the general audience. It was kind of a surprise.
1: Super surprise. Like post-yes, nobody was expecting yeah. this. In fact, like I thought it was going to be a quiet end of this month and that's why I timed some uh vacation time <laughs> and boom, <laughs> right before vacation I'm like, "Oh no, no, not right now." <laughs> uh yeah, so pretty exciting news for a couple of products, right? Yeah,
0: no, no rest for the weary, Ray, because like you, you know, we were at CES. CES is a grind, people don't understand yeah. it, and it's fun. I love it, but man, we are beat up. And it was, I felt like it was almost like a day or two later, it was like, oh, next week, here we go. I'm like, dang, yeah. 2023 is like setting up. You know what? Before we get into it, I should let you tell people where to find your awesome work. I almost forgot because I was just ready to jump in.
1: Yeah, uh, you can find my work on Inverse.com uh, and also on Twitter. I got a lot of hot takes on uh, my Twitter. That's Twitter.com slash Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. Yes, I'm still on there. I haven't moved to Macedon because, you know what, <laughs> Mastodon is too freaking complicated.
0: It ain't happening. So, yeah, you know, if it you guys happen. want to see some great articles, write-ups, tech takes, Ray Wong is the man. So, okay, Ray, let's start off with Apple's first product that they dropped on us. The new, I guess it's a little combination of things, but the M2 Max and the M2 Pro chips coming to the new MacBook Pro and new Mac Mini. Let's, I'll let you start off oh, with yeah. what you want to talk about.
1: Okay, I mean, I think for me, I care most about the MacBook Pros uh, as a MacBook Pro user. Um, you know, I own a 14-inch maxed-out M1 Max, mm. 64 gigs of RAM. Um, and it is the single best you know, I've said it many times, single best computer I have ever used, you know, mobile or desktop, to be honest. Yeah. And as high praise. I mean, you yourself made it into the Mac video, Brian, so you know. I mean I didn't I don't I don't like to cameo to my, I don't cameo. like to toot my own <laughs> horn or anything like uh, that. <laughs> It. What did you say? It changed the game. <laughs>
0: okay, so let me give a little context, and we'll jump into this. So what what happened is actually surprisingly enough, after I interviewed, I'm not, I'm wow, I'm sounding like one of those d bags. So after I interviewed Tim Cook, I got an email saying, "Hey, we want to use one of your clips in a potential promo video," and I had no idea what this was about. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. okay." So they first showed me. Here's like some inside baseball. They first wanted a clip from me in my Mac Studio review, where I had uh, the lead. A designer for the characters, me and him were reviewing the Mac Studio, and they yeah. wanted a clip from that. Marvel Studios was like, eh, I don't know about that. So then I'm like, dude, you're going to screw up my opportunity to be in an Apple promo video? So I told <laughs> Apple, like, oh, Marvel won't let it happen. So then they come back, they're like, oh, how about we want to use a clip from this video i'm like ooh, this is getting good it was from my original did they tell
1: you which clip it would be or just said No, uh, they just said from the video yeah they said we're going to
0: use something from your video and it was from my initial m1 chip review it was the very first Mm m1 uh, i think 13 inch laptop when they first came out and so i had no i signed a little you know release no nothing was paid i didn't make a single cent off that right Mm -hmm. and uh i just watched I actually didn't see it until people started telling me. They're like, "You're in the presentation, yeah. I'm like, huh?" And so then I watched. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And I will quote myself and try and replicate it. I said,
1: <laughs> "They changed the game." <laughs> <laughs> but they, I mean, it's it's not it's not wrong. It, it, it's it's not wrong. It's a hundred percent true because now everyone, every chip maker is on blast and they are scrambling to try to be more competitive and compete. Yeah, I, d- I re- performance yeah. and power efficiency. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. Those two things specifically, performance yeah. and power efficiency. I I remember in my video, I said I rarely say this. I know this is cheesy, and I said they just changed the game because in you know when you overhear game changer, we've heard that in the tech world so much. Yeah. It is so cliche. That is the only time in a single video I've ever said that. I also feel sorry for the intern who had to scroll through the entire video to find that clip. <laughs> it was like a it was like a fifteen minute video, dude. But they found it, and it, was yeah. the, and it was the last clip they used before they went to John Turner. I was like, yo, that was sick. It was fun. It was fun.
1: It was, yeah, a, fun it was a great moment. I mean, congrats to you, man. Okay, let's stop timeout me. Let's get
0: into the MacBook Pro. So, we, like you, you and I both said, the best yeah. computer that you and I have for what we do specifically also, yeah. but in general, the best computer we've used.
1: Yeah, so I was pretty excited to see that they finally upgraded the or they upgraded the uh, M1 Pro and m1 max macbook pros 14 and 16 inches to this new chip way more powerful more cores two more cores two extra uh, efficiency cores and then dude they really push the graphics cores to the max i mean up to how many 38 38 cores? 38, 38 cores and the, a the unified rem- memory like the ram oh my god up you to 96 out with 96 gigs of ram in a 14 inch oh my god for real for real that's crazy. Uh, I mean, I do not need that. I have sixty four gigs, and I, it, I, it just doesn't bottleneck. And I'm like, but ninety six gigs. I'm just getting a little greedy here. <laughs> I just, I love, you know, just ha- not having any hiccups on a daily basis, and you know, uh, yeah. So that was to me was the most exciting. Uh, Nelson, what about you?
0: Uh, absolutely, the M2 Max MacBook Pro. Now, here's the thing. My M1 Max is so good. You know, they mm-hmm. talk about the performance gains. At least so I for the just like you, I spec'd out, I fully loaded my 16 inch. Mm-hmm. So right. Highest end processor, 64 gigs of RAM, eight terabytes of storage. Cause I do because wow. I do I'm doing 4K video. So I, I yeah, yeah. as much space as possible, quite honestly. So for me, I love what the M2 Max has to offer, but I just I think I'm just gonna personally, I already kind of know. But I'm going to wait for the next-gen chip because Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they'll go 3-nanometer process. It'll be more efficient. It'll be even more powerful. But I I talked to Apple, you know, and I really just said, okay, the M1 Max is so good. Like, let's just get that out of the way. You know it. Everyone here knows it. Who is this M2 Max really for other than someone who's still on the Intel train and is finally like, okay, I see. Like, like if you're on an Intel machine right now, I'm not saying you even need to go to M2 Max. You need to get an M2 Pro or M2 yeah. Max machine. Like, it's gonna change your life today. It really will. And Apple was really pounding. I thought it was kind of. You mentioned it, and I was as I was watching. I'm like, why are they pounding this whole Intel comparison? Like, yeah, five, they
1: dunked on Intel over and over and over. Five
0: times faster, six times faster. I'm like, yeah, from a machine
1: from like did you, 2019. Did you notice that they specific? I mean, I feel like this is. The first time they specifically called out Intel because they used to say something like sketchy like Core i five, Core i nine. They would never say Intel directly. I think. The, and the, this time they were like, Intel, Intel, Intel. We're just beating Intel into the ground.
0: They they would even more subtle. Is before they would usually say they would do their comparisons to like um a com- they would say something along the lines of a comparable uh laptop PC. in the same class, right? They never yeah. s- even called out a brand. You would have to look at the graphic where they showed the performance charts to yeah. see which machine they were using. Here, they outright said Intel.
1: Yeah, I think it's very clear they want all Intel uh, users to upgrade to this, and it's kind of like a you know, it's kind of like a TikTok thing on TikTok cycle for for like iPhone or iPhone, right? Where it's like you know, you don't need the next gen chip, which is basically a, a very small nominal per spec bump, but you know, every two three generations, you might, might want to pick it, pick up a new unit, Yeah, but
0: yeah. Um, even, even just following up on when I talked to Apple about, okay, who's this really for? I said, look, the improvements you've made, this is really for whoever's getting the M2 max. This is for the high end, high end person now, right? Yeah. We're not, and they know this. I mean, the M2 pro is still ridiculous power for any consumer and M2 pro is ridiculous power for any consumer, quite honestly. But if you're in the creative space i c- i could only imagine i would never have been able to fully load a machine but the power and versatility and the power efficiency and how quiet these machines are we don't talk about how quiet oh. these things are Dude, enough. It's so quiet it's so quiet like, if you're, if you're just getting quiet because they're silent, yes.
1: <laughs> they don't even, they're not even quiet. They're not even they quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are not even quiet they are not even make noise. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right. You're 100% right about that. You know, to have a piece of hardware like this coming out of college and wanting to get in creation and starting even Ooh, yeah. on an entry level, it, these are incredible tools. But I had asked, I think the number they threw out last year of what the M1 Max was capable of uh, from a standpoint of, let's say, video editing they said oh it supports up to 30 streams of 4k pro res video editing at one time and eight streams of 8k video in the pro res 422 uh format so this time the m2 max can go up to 43 streams of 4k video editing without any issue no mm-hmm. and then 10 streams of 8k video uh that's
1: brian I mean, are you even using that many streams no uh, i'm not your, but
0: yeah i'm not your but, content yeah i'm not but uh when i edited my music video it was literally like a 20 layer 20 video stream thing and it never choked like we shot in 4k yeah we shot in 4k it was mixed sources somewhere from the phone somewhere from a, a sony a7 uh mm-hmm. a7s3 but like it never choked and so i you know from my experience i'm like this is really for the high end person that knows they want to go to another high end level, right? When you talk about mm-hmm. the top end. So that's why for me it's it's going to be hard for me to wanna to spend another honestly it was my my fully loaded machine was 6k. So I I'm going to chill, but I think this is an incredible machine.
1: Yeah, mine was closer I think it's four.
0: Yeah, I was I was guessing uh, like four caps it's, maybe. It's the four smaller and
1: small, smaller model, but if you actually look at the spec out model, the difference between a fourteen and sixteen inch is like I think like a two two hundred dollar difference or so, something like that. It's very little
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when you're when you're specking it out. Like, go for the ex- extra larger screen if you can. You know. But even
0: like, for example, even at CES, you walking around with the 14, I mean, I know my 16 inch is actually really heavy. It's really more like a desktop, yeah. right? This is desktop class performance on a laptop. Mm-hmm. It's really too heavy to walk around with constantly. Did you find the 14 might've felt a little heavy at times? Uh,
1: for a show like CS usually, but I've also kind of like, uh, balance that out with other things. Like I don't carry, I didn't carry a camera around with me. Uh, I brought one, but I basically left it at the hotel for the rest of the show. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, uh, my iPhone can t- take really great photos, um, and so the the balancing of the weight from my phone or camera to my laptop really kind of negated the difference. So, honestly, uh, I had no issues carrying around 14 inch. I used to carry a 12 inch MacBook to trade shows, uh, and then with my DSLR or mirrorless, and that was basically equivalent of a 14 inch MacBook. So macbook pro so yeah i mean i'm loving it <laughs> so are you let me let me just go over
0: a few other specs just so people know you know not only is there obviously this is really yeah. more of a speed bump the notch is still there so just in case yeah. you want to know the notch is still there same design same, same design same, same body
1: dimensions uh and what else is new Oh, um, wi-fi
0: 6e and bluetooth 5.3 are finally in this machine
1: hdmi 2.1 One. yeah so uh, so yeah. you can get uh what support for uh, k display. Yeah. No. One,
0: a one, eight K display at 60 Hertz, at 60 Hertz.
1: And then what? 4k at 240 Hertz.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So finally, a
1: lot of people were complaining about that, which kind of gets me excited for a mm-hmm. new Apple display, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. a studio studio display that is higher refresh rate. Cause the current one, which I do own is only uh, 60 Hertz. Yep. And it, what is the pro display XDR also 60?
0: Yes. Also 60.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I went to CS and saw a whole bunch of like LG and Samsung monitors and they're 240 hertz. And, my God, they're so smooth. <laughs> and I'm just like, I Apple's got to do something, something there.
0: I mean, I think, you know, here, here's the other thing that maybe if they look at their audience and their user base with Apple, look, I want to get at least to 120 hertz on their machines. I think they, yeah. I mean, on their displays, they got to get to 120. I, at the same time. Because gaming is not a priority in the Apple sphere, and from a content creation standpoint, I only need, you know, one twenty for the promotion, but sixty you know, we don't go more than, you know, really thirty frames per second for content. Yeah. Sixty, you know, maybe if you're playing around in that space. So and because Apple doesn't spoil, have a game I'll I know no, by I, the,
1: the promotion.
0: I so get us get us to at least one twenty, but two forty I don't think they need to do that. For their audience, so, for their audience.
1: Right. I, I think that might be more for, like, you know, the ceiling for external uh, displays from yeah. other brands. But 120 seems to be, like, the place where Apple wants to play in. Think about it. Promotion on iP- iPad Pros. Promotion on uh, iPhone. Is it pro- Promotion? Yeah. Promotion. Yeah. Promotion on the these My MacBook had. Pros. Dude, this rumor about these touchscreen Macs, 120 hertz promotion. Scroll in, baby. It's happening. You heard it here first. <laughs> I, I'm making I'm making some predictions. Wait, wait! I can't remember.
0: Have you been on board with the touchscreen MacBook Pro? I feel like you weren't. Am I wrong?
1: I, or did you change your mind? Let's. I feel like I, we've had this talk. We've had a talk about touchscreens, and I said here's why Apple said they would never do it. I never oh. said oh, I was on. Board okay, with
0: okay, it. okay, 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 uh,
1: okay. I don't believe in Gorilla Arm. As somebody who has used a lot of Windows machines with touchscreens, you just aren't using a touchscreen all day no you aren't just non-stop. a few flakes. and as a person who loves loves the microsoft surface studio mm, mm, mm. my god ah man that that screen is a beauty man it's a touchscreen, 28 inch just gorgeous and
0: the way that it hinges and folds and mm-hmm. can be manipulated to me when they released that i'm like that to me was a machine that if apple made it would have gotten so much more uh Reverence in the textbooks, yeah. but in my because Microsoft made it and people weren't used to the idea of Microsoft making a creation tool like that, I think it mm-hmm. didn't get the respect it deserved. I think it's going to happen.
1: Apple Pencil support, it's going to be very similar, I think. And I even wrote an article about this when the M1 iMac came out and said, Why did they not go further, you know, with this? You know, like this is just a giant iPad running Mac OS, mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, but iMac is still a great machine, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to derail this conversation and talk about like, you know, other things, but
0: But MacBook Pro, um, 14 inch still base model mm-hmm. price starts at nineteen ninety nine. Sixteen yeah. inch still starts at twenty-four ninety nine base model yeah. price. Um so I think again, I'm not in the market. Are you gonna upgrade, honestly? You sounded uh, like you... Yeah. Nah, no way, man. Okay, I mean yeah.
1: I mean when you spec out a machine and you're paying <laughs> four grand for a laptop and it's as good as this one, uh it's gonna last for years, so yep. I, even the even even if a new version comes out, you know, and it will inevitably, obviously, right, with the M3 Pro or whatever M3 Max, um, I'm just not gonna upgrade until this machine is, you know, on its last legs. And and also, if you've looked at the Apple trading values, man, they're kind of like brutal, man. Like, uh, I, I think like Marcus Brownlee, uh, MKBHD, like try to spec. I mean, he tried to trade in his like $50,000 Intel pro. Mac pro and it's like worth like what under a thousand dollars, 900 yeah, something bucks. That's crazy. And, and a MacBook pro is like worth like, I don't know, like 750 bucks or whatever. It's like, I mean, great for Apple, but like also just like, hold on. I to think it. the, the values of these things are not going to be very high at least through Apple, you know, which, yeah, 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 which is a shame. Like a, a $4,000 machine that like, you know, is only a year old like that should be like worth like at least 2K. like you know at more than that dude 3 I'm
0: saying at least at least yeah yeah
1: that's so, like kind of ridiculous
0: yeah no I, I i'm there with you on that i think that with the trade in thing i've always in the past gone through ebay and you get the most mm-hmm. value but you also get kind of get dinged with a roughly around 10% cut that they take so True. the trade in game is a little tricky but you know to your point the only reason why even when i think about oh the next gen MacBook pro, I don't think I'll need it unless, unless, and this is, I don't think I'm going to, unless you really want to get into 8K content creation. Mm-hmm. To me, that's whether you're an enterprise or business in you know making big billboards or things like that. Those are the type of users where the M2 max makes sense for right now. Yeah. But for me, if I'm not doing any 8K video whatsoever, mm-hmm. and, and you know, obviously we still need to get to the point if we do where people really care or need an 8 k TV and also the download speeds just to download 8 k content it's so slow like there's a very niche group that will pursue that, but for me, I just don't see it so yeah I, I may not even I may not even upgrade year three unless something drastically changes fundamentally with beyond the processing for uh, a Mac so Pro. like
1: so like maybe a touchscreen or exactly. you know crazy boost in battery life exactly exactly um yeah i mean this is just what happens when apple makes their computers so good out of the gate so good uh, with apple silicon like this is a computer i i foresaw like myself having for like at least like the next four or five years i was gonna so. say
0: five yeah this is a five-year yeah. machine to me i feel like too yeah absolutely so okay macbook pros were both like we already thought it was a rad apple. It's like a badass, rad, awesome apple.
1: It's so <laughs> it's, good. It's,
0: it's so good. It's a,
1: it, it sounds like a au- really, really awesome apple. I am, like, you know, really interested in seeing what the benchmarks are like. Yeah. Uh, especially, not just the, like, Geekbench scores. I know those are going to be higher than my M1 Max, but I want to know, like, what that means in real-life applications and, you know, uh, processing. Like, you know, how does that? how does the M two pro compare to my M one max yeah. and how does the M two max compare to my M one max? And, you know, Apple's thrown around figures like something like 30, 20, 20, 30% CPU and 20%, uh, GPU. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Or,
0: I think it's the other way around. I think it's 20% CPU, around? 30%
1: GPU and 40% AI. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you always hear those numbers and, but it's like, okay, what does that actually translate to when it comes to like real rendering times yeah. or like, you know, exporting times? Is it, I don't know, a couple seconds? Is it uh, a third? You know, a couple of minutes? Is it... What does it mean, you know? I think that'll, that'll be the difference. Um, and then also, I was a little disappointed in the battery life. You know, I have an M1 Max, and that one's has, you know... My, my, my computer only has uh, two efficiency cores. So the new one has four efficiency cores. And they only were able to, like, increase the battery life by an hour, I think, for each machine. And, you know, my, my machine... Gets okay battery life, but not the best, you know? Like, I think I could get, like, you know, five, six hours out of it. Damn, you must be
0: running that hard, dude. Why?
1: I feel like I get at least, like, eight to ten. Dude, uh, I, I feel like, I mean, the, if you you use a MacBook Air, you're definitely getting those, those numbers. But, like, you know, I still have to plug in. I still have to bring my MagSafe and charger when I go into the office. And, like, you know, it's... <laughs> At, le- at the very least, it charges fast in thirty yeah, minutes, yeah, you yeah. know. So that is a kind of like uh, silver lining uh, to these MacBook Pros. But I love to see more efficiency and just like, you know, when you step up from the 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 M1 or M2 Pro chip to the M1 or M2 Max chip, you know, it just naturally pushes the machine harder and it's not as power efficient. So. Uh, you know, and and you've seen all the tests that show you know and support that the Pro versus the Max chip, like the Pro is just better and more power efficient than the the Max chip. So, but you that's a trade off, right? You you want those extra cores, extra GPU cores as well, then you kind of take a hit to battery life a little bit.
0: I think it's going to be really interesting. You know, when we get to the point where we're talking M three, M three Pro, M three Max, if it is on that three nanometer process for the chip. How, how how much of a jump are we really going to get? Are we going to get like another five hours now or, or is it going to be just like one or two? I'm really curious. I don't know. I really don't know.
1: See, but I
0: don't, I think, there has to be some sort of a better jump.
1: I mean, there's always like that kind of like balance, right? Like when you shrink the die, right? in the process you're getting, you can squeeze more performance out of it, but you can also get more power efficiency. Mm-hmm, and those mm-hmm. kind of like cancel each other over and over and over. And so like, just because like, I have no doubt that if Apple kept the same performance for these m2 macbook pros they could have increased the per, the efficiency way more you know and given battery life a couple hours but like they like to like you know they have ceilings where they want to keep the the battery levels and the performance um kind of like an ipad you know like ipad still 10 hours of of battery life all day all day battery life as they rate it they never want to go above that even though they absolutely could like I don't know. If you lowered the performance on an iPad Pro, you could have definitely like double the efficiency maybe of of the the, the tablet itself, you know? Um, so I think there's clear design decisions and trade-offs there, you know.
0: I think that when we look down the road if if we want to get to the point where what could be the holy grail, it would be if they wanted to And if you know, I don't, I don't know the specs of how much you know how much better uh, power efficiency is. If they could get a two day, forty eight hour laptop, honestly, that and whatever they call it, it would be it's in its own category, right? I I think they they're getting closer and closer to something like that within the next two or three years, quite honestly. That would be, and if they, you know what I mean, like make a model that is a power efficient model. It's not Mm -hmm. about. But just like, because
1: they can doesn't mean that they will, you know? Exactly. Like, I'm nuts, yeah. Gotta, they, gotta, they can't make it so good that you just won't want to replace your computer, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, this It's not like they tech. can't, you know? Like,
0: but you and I think l- about it. look at, right, you're right, but think about as tech has evolved, you and I have already said this is a machine for people who like to upgrade. Like, we both look at this M1 Max machines that we have as, at, like, literally a four- to five-year machine. if not, Arguably, if not more, if we were a regular consumer... Man, to me, this machine feels like a ten-year machine. I mean, it sounds crazy. It could be. It could be, right? So it could be. So you know, we'll see. Okay, let's move off the MacBook Pros. Let's talk Mac Mini. Uh, yeah. I think this is
1: an incredible I got some value. About that. Incredible I got some value. About that. So, what do you want to say? Uh, I like that they lowered the price uh, by a hundred dollars. So, what is it starting at? now? Uh, Five ninety nine. Five um, ninety nine, and that is incredible value, especially when you consider education. Uh, pricing, um, it's even lower, uh, what is it 4, four, 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 four or 5 dollars five I'm, I'm not
0: sure, I haven't looked at the education uh, But price. it's lower,
1: it's lower uh, I just saw it on Twitter um, but dude, that is an incredible machine to get that kind of performance uh, and kind of power efficiency like you are sipping very little power out of that um, and if you think about the previous Mac minis, the ones that were on Intel man, those things were not good and I own two of them, and they were not good. <laughs> Various eras of Intel integrated graphics and CPUs, and I mean, this is a great machine. Apple is coming out killing with this. With this, I think they're going to sell a lot of these.
0: Like my parents have, you know, they were in a really a stupid pickle, and I knew timing wise it was going to suck. But their computer died. I knew mm-hmm. the next generation of the M1 was coming, but it was like their computer died, and I had to get them that 2019 Intel. Uh, they wanted the laptop, and I, in deep down, I'm like, this is not a good buy, but it was just the timing of it forced them. And mm-hmm. I see something like this $599 Mac Mini now. That's all they need, right? That's yeah. all they really needed. Um, you know, the entry-level Mac Mini... With the uh, this, It has an M2 option, and then obviously the advancement is going up to an M2 Pro at the high mm-hmm. end. But uh, let's say the entry level, we're talking about 8-core CPU, 10-core GPU, 8 gigs of unified memory, 250 mm-hmm. gigs of storage, 599. I mean, that, that's for like web surfing, emailing, yeah. some photos, just the basic stuff basically. But it's going to be that good for a long time.
1: And and discounts, dude. We've see we see discounts all year round, and the, you know holiday season. I know it's like eleven months away or whatever, but like still, these things are going to drop by fifty to hundred dollars, and they're going to be even better values. Um, and dude, compare to a machine that is like five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars on the Windows side. Like those things suck, man. Those things yeah. are net freaking like netbook. Intel Atom processors or Core i3s that are, like, slow as hell. Like, they're noisy. They are, you know, just not good yeah. buys, you know? Like, Apple is smoking it at this kind of, like, uh, budget level almost, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, there are, there are, the change of their chip architecture is totally, like, changed even that dynamic at the budget level now. It's it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to let people know, with the M2 Pro version of the Mac Mini, it does initially have the regular base models have two Thunderbolt 4 ports, this one now has four Thunderbolt, four mm-hmm. ports. It allows you to connect, I believe, up to three displays. And then if you want a singular display, it'll do 4K at 240 as well. It does not support an 8K display, but it doesn't need to for this audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the the top end. Let me let me just go here just for fun because yeah. I know with an M2 Max MacBook Pro, like top shelf, I just configured it for fun. It was like $6,400. So I'm going to go uh-huh. into top end Mac Mini M2, 32 gigs of RAM. Uh, so like the, $4,
1: it's like
0: $4,000. It's going to be with, do we do the 8 terabytes of storage? Yeah, just yeah, max it all out. $4,399. Yeah. 4499 yeah. All right, I mean,
1: if you buy that, like, do you just buy a Mac Studio?
0: I, I mean, I would say so. But here's the thing, right? I don't know what's going to happen performance test-wise, but I do want to see, I don't know how comparable they'll be, but what will an M1 Max versus an M2 Pro what will, what will yeah, the performance? Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious about yeah. that, you know? So maybe we have to wait for those benchmarks to come out to at least be like, okay, it is definitive. But from your standpoint, yeah. Do you jump over to Mac studio yeah at that, with that money?
1: I don't yeah. know. yet I think like, I mean, Apple is like really filling out the price points here. Yep. <laughs> you know, the, the, they have a computer at every price point for anybody, uh, especially when you, get to the configuration level um i will say one thing that, about the mac mini that i personally don't love and that is the you know great entry-level price but eight gigs of ram like i got a m1 imac and it's eight gigs 256 gigs of ssd and you know what has it been almost two years now uh, and it is getting a little slow. It's still good if you use Safari and like you know just basic web browsing and texting or whatever. But it is starting to look a little bit long in the tooth. And I wish Apple would. I think I said this in previous podcasts with you. Like, be the you know set the example and step up to sixteen gigs, um, and give people that kind of like runway for the next couple of years. You know, I don't. I don't know if this. You know, it's cheap, but I don't know if the 8 gigs will last as long as it should should last, you know. And I know Apple has this whole thing where you can use, like, some of the unified, uh, you know, storage, the flash storage to kind of compensate. Um, but nothing beats just fast RAM, you know. Uh, and 8 gigs is kind of anemic in 2023, you know. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, we also, you know, we do know how the way that Apple's unified memory um is used like eight gigs isn't the same as eight gigs on a PC, right? right? Yeah. It, it really it really feels more like 16, but to your point, I agree with you because the runway, like a lot of their computers feel like they have lots of runway. And yeah. And we know that these are entry level machines, but it doesn't cost that much more for them to throw in an extra eight gigs on the entry level. That so to your point, I agree. You know, yeah. if is it fifty dollars more to do that, fine. I think the general Apple user whether they see that, to be honest, whether they see that entry-level price point at 599 mm-hmm. or 649 it's not going to stop them if you're that customer or you're that person who's saying, hey, mom, dad, see, get this entry-level machine. This is
1: where I think, like, it's going to make buying an previous-generation machine that much more attractive because you could, yeah. like, get it at a discount. Yes. Double the, the memory, double the storage or whatnot or <laughs> configure up. And it might be maybe more affordable or equal value to a entry-level machine, uh, you know, M2 M- Mini, uh, Mac Mini. Um, and because Apple Silicon is so freaking good, mm-hmm. like, you will not be losing much unless you know very specifically that you need to do certain, like, intensive tasks, you know? Um, so I think for a general consumer, dude, older machines are going to look even more attractive, especially configured up, than... They used to with Intel uh, chips.
0: I hundred percent agree. I mean, part of part of my review as I'm putting it together is, you can get this machine, but ninety nine percent of you watching are could buy a previous year version and be just as good. I mean, it's it's yeah. a fact, and I think Apple knows Apple knows this, and they're just trying to find these little nooks in their uh, audience to be like, oh, you're the person for this machine yeah. now or that. Right? They know they know that their their chips now are just have changed.
1: They just, the <laughs> they just changed the game. They just changed the game. I just game. got alive. I just got They just live. changed the game. Okay. <laughs> That's a good- I wish everybody could see your hand, Josh. Bro.
0: Bro, I feel like I need to now throw I'm not going to, but I'm I need to throw in a catchy buzz phrase for possible sizzle reel opportunities. Dude, at- at you gotta inter- it. You just
1: changed the game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Um how about this? Let's talk about a uh, something that I don't know how much of a game changer it is, but Apple also announced the HomePod Mm -hmm. is the new HomePod. Second gen. Second gen. It is slightly shorter, slightly lighter than the original HomePod. It looks almost identical to the original HomePod from design. Uh, The touch surface on the top is a little recessed. It's now using... An S7 processor, which is the same as an Apple Watch Series 7, no longer yeah. an A8 from an iPhone 6. So there's definitely yeah. going to be some improvements of what it can do uh, from that standpoint, capability-wise, just purely because of the generation of chip. Um, it has two less tweeters and two mm-hmm. less beamforming microphones in the previous generation. But, you know, I, re- I remember when Apple discontinued the Home Pod, there was mm-hmm. a mad rush on eBay People mm-hmm. were selling them for like five hundred dollars. This is an opportunity. Yeah. If you had that FOMO, like we'll talk more about it. But the the HomePod is back. It looks the same, but you got to kind of experience a little bit of it. And so I'm I'm really mm-hmm. curious because I can't wait to check it out.
1: Yeah, uh, interesting drop that you know was rumored for a little bit as well. Um, and let's let's talk a little bit about what happened to the original HomePod, right? To kind of set the stage a little bit. Yeah, good. Um, The original HomePod launched in 2018, um, and I was one of the first people to review it. And it was, at that time, uh, expensive. $350,
0: $399
1: out of the gate. $399?
0: $399 initially.
1: Are you sure? Uh, I looked at my old review and it said $350. I thought it was $399, but I think it was $350. Okay. Uh, And... Yeah, I mean that seemed expensive, and it it was expensive when you compared it to a what was it one twenty nine, one sixty nine, or whatever it was, uh, Google Home, dude, uh, one forty nine or one twenty nine or ninety nine dollar uh, Amazon Echo. Um, at that time it was really expensive, so really it was competing against like a Sonos, right, uh, which also sold in the upper like three forty nine, four hundred ish kind of space, and I mean. When you consider it as a premium speaker with premium uh, acoustics, it just flat out blew everything away, and it still does. Sound quality is uh, incre- incredible. Yeah, I don't think many people realize how good the sound was. And I, but that was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, Alexa and Google Assistant were kind of like dominating a little bit, dominating, and you know they were really playing up their assistants being more intelligent than Siri doing more, scraping more info, uh, and Siri is just so behind, you know? Um, And when you already have a kind of like head start like Amazon and and Google did, uh, it was really hard for Google, Apple to catch up, right? Um, And so they were like, okay, you're in third place. But now it's 2023, and things have changed a lot. Changed, right? Um, The Amazon Alexa team is confused and bleeding reportedly and the google assistant team has seems to have like you know plateaued you know they've hit a a peak a ceiling and it's like where do you go from here everyone's just still using their smart speakers for the same things listen to music getting the weather you know some light smart home uh, automation uh you know what else i mean setting timers and that's where Google, Apple was like, ha, 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 you know, we are getting the last laugh here because those are things that our smart speaker is good at, and they are still good at, and they're slightly better at in the new HomePod, and we don't need to do more than that. And a lot of people are wondering, okay, the original HomePod failed, did not sell very well, um, what, what makes this new HomePod any different? How, why does Apple think they could sell this? better than they could the old one. And I think the landscape has just changed. More people are in the Apple ecosystem now, thanks to the HomePod Mini at $99. And now they are, Apple has established itself better than it did in 2018 as a company that makes incredible sound. AirPods Pro, AirPods, spatial audio speakers in all of their products almost, right? MacBook Pro, Studio Display, uh, and Mac Mini our sorry uh homepod mini and airpods max people will pay apple good money for great audio now all, apple is like almost you know
0: they've elevated themselves as, an, elevated audio themselves as an audio player as an audio player and so
1: again the the game has changed and i think this homepod is going to sell much better than the original homepod just because of that you know it's a little bit of change but it makes a big difference, I think.
0: You know, you make you make some really good points. I I agree with you, like on like ninety five percent of that stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear the five
1: percent.
0: Well, here's here's the thing. I think you're completely right about the landscape and how it's changed. We also have to remember that we you know when you talk about Amazon's teams bleeding. Yeah, part of the reason why they're bleeding is because they were selling a freaking Amazon Alexa device for like fifty bucks, right? And yeah. but at the same time, the general consumers. Who have invested in either Google Smart Home or mm-hmm. Amazon Smart Home based ecosystems? They're still entrenched with them. Like they're, they're to me, I th- I think these will sell better just mm-hmm. because of maybe the market dynamics and the larger Apple audience. But at the moment, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna go gangbusters. I don't know how much better, and only because yeah. when when I talk to people, I, I here's the thing: when I talk to people, I just feel like. They are now, a lot of people are entrenched in Google's uh, home uh, ecosystem. There's now more people like, ah, I have Alexa, but a lot of people are more in Google Home. I don't, I don't, it takes a long time when there was that window of time for Apple to be like, hey, we're going to be your smart home brain. It's hard for people to all of a sudden say, I'm going to completely switch out when they're satisfied with what they have. Like, I don't know if this yeah. pod shows me enough new things. For me, as a, as a smart home aficionado who has a mm-hmm. thermostat, who has some cameras, who has some door sensors, I'm still not willing to say I'm going to make the Apple home uh, ecosystem my primary home. In fact, when Apple did the recent uh, iOS update, it created a disconnection with some of my Philips lights. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. like for no reason. So I just think that – and I don't know if people – they Apple did at one time towards the end of the life of the original HomePod – they sold it for two ninety nine, and people still weren't buying it. And, yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think where it was. Go.
1: I I think it was still. Uh, again, I think it's a couple of years makes a big difference. And I, I just pulled up some stats, right? Yeah. Uh, some some uh, market uh, trend trend analytics uh, from various places, and it's you know at the end of twenty twenty one December, Apple had doubled its market share for smart speaker it was going up uh, to like around 10 ish right it was around 10 at that time uh yeah it's about 10 percent yeah, in, in q3 q4 2021 and that's doubled thanks to the homepod mini alone like mm-hmm. you need kind of a trojan horse to get people into the ecosystem and obviously apple's services are so much stronger uh now than it was in 2018 you know uh apple tv uh you know just the TV services alone, and makes this, you know, you pairing two of these HomePods together just makes it so much more attractive now than it did in 2018 when Apple didn't even have their their TV services. Right? Uh, did they did they even launch it in 2018? No, the uh, Apple
0: TV service.
1: I think it yeah, came out like it two years ago. It's like 2020. Yeah, man. so like it didn't even like get off the ground yet. That wasn't even a thing. Like it's different. There are more reasons now to buy this than they were uh, before, and I think. If we're really going, like, you know, we're zooming out and we're thinking long-term here, I think in the next decade, we're going to look back at this and, and see that, app, you know, based on iterative products, we're going to look back at this as, like, oh, man, Apple really snuck in here and just mm-hmm. completely, like, disrupted Sonos or, you know, the soundbar home entertainment space. Um
0: I mean, and we'll I don't see. think people
1: are realizing that right now.
0: I think, I think you like in ten years. Hopefully, you and I are still doing this, and we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> <We're>,
1: <laughs> I mean, we need We're, mark it we're down. still on the hold podcast. up. Hold up! It
0: is twenty twenty three. So yo, in, <laughs> in I'll say twenty that in the
1: decade in, twenty okay fine 2030. In 2030,
0: okay fine. I was gonna say in twenty thirty three, you and I are gonna jump on. We may not even <laughs> be doing this anymore. and Just put out a podcast. No, but um, I think it has. How about this? It has a better chance for me. Uh-huh. You know, we talk about pairing the speakers. You know, this can be important to some people, but I think that, and I get it, I understand one of the things that we have found is that you can only do a stereo pair with the new gen HomePod. Mm, you can't, yeah. there's, then there's a lot of people who have an original HomePod yeah. that will not be able to stereo pair with the new HomePod. Now, you can only it.
1: stereo pair with Same. an identical model, yes. right?
0: No mini, like Which a mini to really mini. Sucks. Yeah, so for me, I get it, like, uh, this processor is significantly upgraded from the A8. The the actual hardware and the computational yeah. audio, according to Apple, is different. Apple is outright saying, we'll wait, that this mm-hmm. sounds better than the first-gen HomePod, which for me, I'm like, okay, that's really hard for me to imagine. Maybe it's clear. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait and see. But, you know... Did they, just, did they say it sounds better? I, I'm just saying I can't quote a rep, but I asked okay. correctly... I'm just saying. I asked directly. But okay. beyond that, um, the other thing that I think that makes this more intriguing, and I hope this can happen, fine, forget about the fact that old HomePod, original HomePod users who were the loyalists who bought into Apple making a home speaker are getting left in the dust with this pairing. That's fine. Moving forward, though, if Apple wants to really sell me on an ecosystem here, I, I need them to not only allow stereo pairing, but somehow allow it to create maybe a 4.0 surround sound system with existing HomePods, maybe minis as Mm -hmm. your channels, like just give us that some sort of flexibility that says, hey, we are investing in an actual ecosystem. And I think to your point, this is might be the Trojan horse because this HomePod to me seems like when you look at their HomePod product lineup. They have Mm -hmm. the HomePod, the HomePod Mini. Right now, to me, that main HomePod is somewhere in the middle. There's going to be a display-based HomePod that maybe is the kind of the big papa of their future idea of an Apple Home ecosystem, basically their own Google Nest Hub. That's Mm -hmm. what I personally want to see for them to really commit now. They got Matter on board, so that means eventually thousands of devices will be compatible, where in the past it's literally been like a couple hundred so they're they're at a point now where things can take off and we'll see if it does. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think, you know, Apple has always played the long game, slow and steady, and they are very happy to sell you new features in future <laughs> generation versions. Uh, and you know, even if they could have made it happen, they're a business, right? They have to they have to keep selling you products. So um yeah, I mean they can't they can't just give it all away for free, you know, uh, upfront. And I understand that, but it also sucks for consumers uh, at some point. But I do want to spend a, a, a second for uh to talk about my experience listening to HomePod. Sp- I HomePod. want more than
0: a second, bro. I want to hear yeah, about this.
1: Yeah. So I just came back from an Apple briefing. I can only share this particular section. So exclusive. Uh, so exclusive. I got to yeah, I got to uh, listen to a few songs handpicked by Apple Unfortunately, I was not able to choose my own songs. <laughs> um, and you know, Apple is going to uh, portray their home home pod, their new home pod in the best light possible to, you know, be very selective on the sections of a song that you listen to and the songs that you listen wow. to to really like, you know, help you pick out the the clarity and you know the bass and etc. Um so the couple of songs that I got to listen to uh at my little uh hearing session today can
0: i guess can i guess one of the artists just for fun because they always kind of have artists that are like their favorite ones is olivia rodrigo one of them
1: (laughs) surprisingly not this oh okay
0: okay Uh, i'll let you go now forget i'm not gonna guess (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh i got to listen to hotel california uh i feel like i've heard this song (laughs) at Several of their brief HomePod briefings, like the original HomePod and HomePod Mini. Actually, no, no, no. I, there was no HomePod Mini briefing because that was during the pandemic. Um, maybe it was a, a AirPods, AirPods Pro. Yeah, um, they love picking this song, especially the live version, because they want you to feel like you're you're listening to a, a live concert. And naturally, it sounded very good. You know, I got to sit in a a mock living room and walk around the room and listen to up, up close and across the room. And it sounded really great. I was listening to around like 80% volume and they lowered the volume a little bit and it still has that really warm sound stage um, and really great clarity at, even at high volumes, very little distortion. Apple contributes that to their advanced computational, computational audio <laughs> <laughs> and you know, They'll never say what the advanced part is, (laughs) Uh, but it's advanced. Uh, And listen, in a controlled environment, it's hard to make any comparisons, especially since they did not even have a HomePod, uh, first-gen HomePod to compare it to. But it sounded really good to my ears. I do own an original HomePod. I own one. Uh, like you, I bought one in one of those flash sales at Best Buy for $199. 199 baby. Really, sure. really regretting not buying a second one now that I know that the the new one can't be paired to it. But also living in a New York City apartment, so, you know, no major loss. I can't even, like, pump it up at 100%, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, But, yeah, I mean, it sounded great. You can really pick out the, the different, like, you know, instruments. And, you know, uh, it really has that... Sp- Spatial kind of uh, optimization where you can like kind of hear this song kind of transitioning from one side of the room to the other, and um, it's it's like you hear it moving almost from the floor mm-hmm. to the ceiling, right? And I know maybe not a lot of people have heard the original HomePod, but it sounds phenomenal, and the new one still sounds really damn good. So I'm really excited to kind of put it through its paces and listen to my own tracks, um, and. Uh, what else? I got to listen to Everybody by Ingrid Michelson. Um, pretty good track. There's real clear bass there. The, the thumping, you know, you really can hear the, the thump with uh, clarity. Um, and, you know, Apple was really uh, quick to point out the kind of beam-forming technology, how it kind of directs the sound at you, even placed up against a wall. And it's kind of beaming against the wall and then reflecting back at the listener. Um, and of course, it sounded really great at various volume levels, and I got to listen to "Faith by the Weekend," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another great track. Um, you can hear the clarity in the synthesized uh, keyboard uh, pieces, and it's very piercing, you know, in a way that I just just don't hear through stereo or non-spatial. Um, so, I think the maybe the highlight for for this HomePod is really going to be like. Uh, appreciating more of the spatial sound. Yeah, I was going to say a spatial audio and that's through Apple music. Um, and I don't know if it supports Spotify. Uh, not, I know it doesn't support Spotify natively. Correct. You can airplay over. Correct. Um, but I forget if you can get spatial audio through airplay. I uh,
0: don't believe you can via home pods. Yeah. I okay. don't believe you can.
1: Yeah. So this is like, if you, own, if you subscribe to Apple Music and you want the highest fidelity, like, you know, Apple made speaker, this is going to be tops and you're going to definitely want this, you know, but also at the same time, if you're maybe like me living in a smaller apartment, you can't really pump up the volume, can't really appreciate mm-hmm. that clarity, then I think you could probably not, you could probably skip this and maybe like get away with just a HomePod mini, to be honest. Like you really have to th- ask yourself, will you appreciate the sound quality mm-hmm. and, when I first got my HomePod, my original HomePod, and when I first, like, tested it, you know, this is using Apple's review it, and then I went out and purchased my own, um, it made me really appreciate music, like, stop and sit and listen. Like, you have to, like, listen, not just hear it, you know? If you can really listen and appreciate music, then you're gonna... This is a really good product.
0: Yeah. I You know what? I, I really like hearing your impressions because ultimately, at the base level... It didn't sound any worse. It didn't sound like it was missing anything. You still I don't felt think so. that, you still felt that kind of like I it sounds really stupid, but when I heard the first homepod and I have two in my kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, guy. People are going to laugh at me. Sometimes there's points where the music kind of like it changed like, the game? No. <laughs> <laughs> they just it's, it's, it sounds weird, but sometimes it feels like the uh, the music kind of penetrates you at points where like it just you yeah. feel it a little differently it sounds stupid but i know what you're saying like i know what you're saying and so you know if it can maintain it's it's
1: it's just so hard, it, hard to describe until you yeah. sit there and you're yeah. like
0: yeah
1: apple even like told close me your like eyes. hey yes they were like i know, i know this probably sounds stupid and lame and you probably don't want to do it but close your eyes and i'm like i i, I absolutely do the, do that at home when i'm like relaxing yeah and I did that with my first HomePod review. And, I mean, when you try to let the music, you know, kind of fade away and you just really immerse yourself, mm, it really sounds different from uh, a Ness audio speaker or a yeah. Amazon Echo. Like, that stuff just sounds mediocre. It sounds like a radio, oh, you know? absolutely,
0: absolutely. I agree. So, I think the good takeaway is that it still sounds really good. Now we just don't have any comparison of how good, yeah. but it still sounds yeah. really good.
1: Yeah. So far, uh, you know, in my brief listening, uh, time, um, I, I honestly don't think many people will, uh, miss out on say the four, the two missing, uh, or mm-hmm. two fewer, uh, tweeters, uh, and two fewer, uh, beamforming mics, right? Is it two and two? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think whatever the S7 chip is uh, and whatever this new, whatever is in the advanced computation audio, (laughs) it's definitely, I think, I think, and I might be proven wrong later, but I think at least to to regular listener, it's compensating for those missing hardware pieces, you know, and it's going to sound just as good, uh, you know, as the original HomePod. and, And most people will just not notice the difference. You know, distortion levels are very low. And I think, if the bass is good and clear and the vocals are phenomenal and you know the sound tuning is as good as Apple Apple tunes it to be then you know you're not you're you're going to get a great experience no matter what
0: that's the other thing you know the spatial audio tracks make a difference and so you know I want to do some audio comparisons but really when you have the whole pipeline of Apple music going into mm-hmm. The Apple uh, HomePod—it's different than saying playing a Spotify track without spatial audio into even mm-hmm. into a HomePod over AirPlay, right? So, it comes down to what is that user experience that is optimized for you, and and how you want to do it. Because also, all those spatial audio tracks are licensed music tracks. If I play any of those on my uh, video that I review I do, demonetized, demonetized. Yeah. So it's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out ways to at least try to capture the uh experience the best way i can but uh that that makes me that makes me happy to hear that but at the same time um i'm gonna have to hear it for myself to be like because i've always felt that the home pod mm-hmm. and you and i are talking about it, the way we're talking about we're not talking about really the tech we're talking about how it sounds right that yeah it is a speaker at its heart it is a smart speaker but we know siri still isn't as siri has evolved and gotten slightly better in ways but it's still yeah. not as smart as the other assistants um
1: I think, I think similar to, like, kind of a, you know, megapixels on a camera phone, on, like, a phone camera, mm-hmm. you can't really make it – it's not an Apple's to Apple's hardware comparison. Uh, Whatever is happening in the software could really compensate for, yeah. you know, slightly lesser hardware, you know?
0: It's a good call. It's a good call. So um, that's good. I – 299 what do you think about do you think that price moves the needle because before it, the home pod came out you and i were joking we're like we were okay, joking It's are we never like coming out for some... one ninety nine. it's never coming out for
1: one ah uh, yeah i knew it wasn't and, and i was like 249 i, I kind of nice. nailed it i called it you right did, did. i said it was you said 249 and i said 299 i'm like two it just seems like you know you're jumping from 99 for a home pod mini to 249 that just doesn't feel very apple you know <laughs> uh for this product, and i I'm a little disappointed it's not two forty nine I wish it was, yeah, I think that would be very attractive, yeah, but also know that you know Apple's never gonna give this away, you know true, uh true. so I think two nine nine is you know it's it's not the best pricing for for this thing, but you know. We'll see how it how
0: it does Ray come holiday season. It reminds <laughs> me of the AirPods Max. You and I were talking about this. Yeah. Until they started going on sale, like and actually were more around like three ninety nine, yeah. or people are getting them refurbed and stuff. AirPods Pro too. Yeah. AirPods yeah. Pro yeah. Too. AirPods Pro too. Also, but like I never saw AirPods Max constantly, at least in airports and traveling. You said in New York you saw a good amount because it was like what the kids are loving, but for yeah. me travel, I I literally. Did not see people wearing AirPods Max until this like second half of the year, and I was like, oh, and it coincided with some of those sales. But, um, you know, pretty me, big discounts, yeah, they are, yeah. To me, HomePod that two forty nine holiday deal that that's where that's where it might really take off a little more within the community, you know, because this is a product that you know we Apple has such a far reach. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just curious. I think it will help bump up their market share. You know those numbers at one point amazon had something like 60 or 70 percent of the market but like you said those dynamics have changed they chipped a little way from google they chipped a little away from amazon they'll keep yeah. on chipping i don't ever foresee them being like that 60 percent market share but you know you don't always have to be the top dog if you're dominating in other in other categories as well
1: yeah i mean i i, I don't see apple looking at this as like an outsized like you know uh category for them it's not like overnight they're they're expecting this like explode you know in yeah. sales or anything I think what it is is they have an ecosystem they're building this out they are slowly and surely making you obsessed with their audio mm. uh, products and being unable to live without it like just the other day I was, you know I was listening to the a YouTube video uh, on my studio display I mean, just constantly keep telling myself, like, man, the sound is so good. Like, I switch audio uh, inputs from, like, my MacBook to the studio display and then my AirPods, and I'm like, why is this so good? Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, like, low-key, the thing that Apple does not, like, always, like, like champion and does not always, like, you know, uh, rah-rah about. Like, it is, audio is so good at Apple. Like, and no surprise, because they... they on beats you know i mean
0: look at their look at what they've done people again another because we gush over their products all the time people do not talk about how good the spatial audio and audio directly from a macbook air up to macbook MacBook pro sounds it's really good really good so it has like the warmth but it has a little bit of oomph and bass to it but not overbearing Mm -hmm. it's just it's nice it's real nice
1: yeah i mean if i'm really looking out i think this is like This is a play to own the living room in a big way. And I keep coming back to this idea of, you know, Apple wanting to win the living room, but not win it in the traditional sense where it's like, okay, a TV, a sound bar, this is their way of doing it. And it's slowly kind of like, you know, it's slowly coming to reality. And I think, I think this headset, and I think I've maybe, maybe said this, you know, to you before, and I've said it on Twitter a lot. I don't think this headset is going to be about VR. I think this headset is going to be about an entertainment experience, yeah, watching uh, yeah. movies through the services, mm-hmm. playing games on a giant, massive theater sized screen, and then using augmented mm-hmm. augmented reality and cameras and pass through mm-hmm. to kind of like you know just filter out and be able to see the world really quickly. Think about it. A, a movie is about two hours. You know, a game is about, you know, you're playing maybe two-hour sessions. Uh, what else? FaceTime calls are probably under two hours. I mean, if you have a HomePod experience that is creating this kind of like 3D sound, and then you have a headset, and then, you know, you know, spatial audio built into it, you're getting, I don't know, some kind of immersion that you're not getting uh, right now, you know?
0: And, and, you know, sometimes I forget because I'm the guy who took seriously, probably like 10 years to slowly, but surely build out a home theater system. Mm-hmm. I like, I represent the like less than 1% of people that actually do that. Most users, you know, soundbars finally, after all these years, yeah. soundbars finally took off over the past two years, like really took off to a general consumer. Um, But it it reminds me that the general consumer has still never invested or thought about really high quality audio. And Apple's here in this space talking to the general consumer saying hey yeah. it might cost a little more but we're going to make it easy for you and just pop it in here and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about getting a receiver or figuring out which HDMI, exactly. which HDMI exactly. port there to go. go into like no we just just plug in our speakers and it's going to work and so there is a lot of value to that psychology where someone who's like I've always wanted my TV to sound better but has never wanted to even buy a home theater system to plug all That's that in. That's what I'm saying.
1: In. That's what I'm saying. Like, TV makers, home entertainment makers—they are the ones who should be scared right now. Mm. They are not looking. They—they are, they are missing the. Was that saying? They are missing the forest for the oh, trees. Yeah. And you know, Apple is a company that looks beyond, and they're like, okay, we're going to disrupt existing industries, and they're not going to see it coming. Mm. And remember, Steve Jobs before he passed away, he was like. I think I cracked it the TV (laughs) and everyone thinks that it was a TV with Siri in it and maybe it was but I think that idea shifted and it's shifting into this uh this kind of like experience and we'll see later this year if I'm right (laughs) but you know this is fun I love to make prognostications on like you know like uh, beyond and see where um, companies are skating to, as mm-hmm. as opposed to like, here's what's what we're announcing today. You know, mm-hmm. it's Apple is always uh, some a company to look for. Like, you know, this what is the bigger picture? What is the bigger play here? And it's not just we want to sell you a smart speaker or we want to destroy Amazon or whatever. They don't care about Amazon that much, to be honest. They're looking to take your money long-term for a life <laughs> 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 chain you here forever. And, you know, that's a pretty smart strategy. You know, once you're in, it's really hard to get out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Ray, I was like, oh, let's talk about what else to expect this year. No, we, we've, we, we are going to have to just save that for another day because yeah, I'm pretty sure there might be something else that gets announced in the next two or three months. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Something's cooking. Something's cooking and You think it's this headset? Yeah. I mean, I'm to me, let's I'm talk more, about it real what's quickly.
1: what's the latest rumor like dub dub, right? WMDC? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Maybe, but to me, I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, I went to CES and you really started feeling how like everyone has been talking about this metaverse thing and people don't yeah. really know what it is, but I felt like at CES you're starting to see progress in small ways of different companies trying to identify what the metaverse means to them and kind of now investing in it a little more. So you got, for example, Magic Leap, who has been such a undercover, like Mm -hmm. non-public facing company, finally shows up at CES, lets Mm -hmm. you demo their product and says, okay, yeah, this is our idea of like how we use it enterprise. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. The fidelity in here is really cool. One subtle thing that they did that people don't talk about is that you always talk about this – the uh degrees of like uh, visual field of view view. well they were like oh not only do we have a wider field of view we're doing something like it was like 70 or 80 degrees field of view vertically and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh damn i didn't think about it until he said it because a lot of times when you're in these smaller field of views you're moving your head around yeah i was moving my eyes around more than i was moving my head around so i'm like okay Mm -hmm. that's a cool like little nugget of you know advancements that you start seeing you had, whether you think it's trendy or kind of kooky or not, I thought it was really cool. They had that body haptics company where you wear, like, the suit, the gloves, where you yeah. can start feeling <laughs> the VR in your hands. I'm like, huh, there's something there that actually was really, like, I'm like, oh, I could see as a gamer if, if games support this, and there are some that do. Okay, that's another thing. And so you just start, like, seeing companies are now kind of, like, identifying these things. And so for me, I think that Apple... We still don't know exactly what it is, but if they are really investing in this, we're gonna give you the highest fidelity visuals in this headset, That that's a thing. Because right now, you look at every headset, they might get a little better resolution. I don't want a little better resolution. I want to get to the point where like we are investing in this resolution to make you feel like you are as close to the real world as you can. If they can do that, and like you said, mm-hmm. Build these entertainment experiences, like we know they 're aligned with John Favreau, who did the uh, new Lion King, which was produced entirely in v r like in unity mm-hmm. like he's the guy that can make an experience for an Apple device that is unlike what we 've seen before, and so you know i 'm just really curious to see how they approach it. It sounds like you know whatever the latest rumor is they're they're pausing their whole thin glass dedicated augmented reality glasses and really focusing on this mixed reality AR VR headset, which is probably a little more consumer friendly right now and easier mm-hmm. to focus on. But I want to see that fidelity. And if the fidelity is one of those ways that they can kill it, and we know the audio is going to be pretty dang good. They're already. And it, if it just feels more immersive just by those two things alone, and then they bring mm-hmm. in some more immersive experiences, maybe that is one of the nuts that they can crack to make this more of an interesting space where we say, huh, Okay. Will I pay three thousand dollars for it? No. But are we making progress? That's what I want to see.
1: That three thousand dollar price point, I think <laughs> is a, I think is a, uh, a plant. Um, I, I think it's just like the iPad, where it was rumored that the original iPad would cost like a thousand dollars, and then Steve Jobs is like, boom, four ninety nine. Uh, you know, I think they could make it probably 10, like 1500 to $2,000 yeah. and be like, boom, you know, here's why it is worth this money. And the Quest Pro is not, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. um, and you know, I have been messing around with a lot of headsets lately. Um, especially like display glasses. Mm-hmm. The one that I currently have been messing around with is the Nreal air. Yeah. 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 And, uh, that thing is not battery operated. It's just, plug it into your iPhone and it's it sucks power from there but just it's a display and I was watching uh Alice in Wonder Alice in Borderlands sorry Alice in Borderlands 2 uh on three different experiences last week I was watching I watched on actually four I guess five maybe iPad iPhone TV studio display and then uh shit um Air, and mm-hmm. also, uh, I was watching and I, I tried out one episode in uh, Netflix VR in uh, Oculus. So I've been, like, really trying to see what the experiences are. Yeah. What what are the pros and cons of each one? And my favorite one was actually not the Real Air. I thought it was going to be that. But it was actually... The Quest Pro, because the screen is actually bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nreal Air advertises a two hundred one inch screen, but it actually still feels like you know it's like it's a, recta- over it's there. Still a rectangle. It's a rectangle. Uh, yeah, it's
0: still a rectangle. And
1: it's not like it, like taking up your peripheral vision. You're like looking yeah. at a screen that's like you know in front of you. Yeah. And I think the being able to project and create that presence of being in a movie theater. You know, when you're in a movie yeah. theater, you're looking up. You're like you know the screen is bigger than like you can see horizontally and vertically right and I think that's all Apple needs to do uh, make that experience and make it really good mm-hmm. yeah and yeah so I mean I, I, like you said I think there's a lot of like noise here a lot of smoke everyone is like crunching to like kind of like get into this and be part of this halo effect um, once Apple drops it and they want to be there early you know um, and it's gonna be very exciting I think, I uh, think uh, by yeah, year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the the one thing that they have going for them from just, like, the psychology of how their company works is they do like to try and create emotional experiences, right, that bond Mm -hmm. you to these devices. So if they can tap into (laughs) that, right, that, oh, my God, I've never experienced anything like this, if they can do that, and that's what – at whatever that announcement is, if you and I are so lucky enough to get out there or whatever, if that's how we come away from it thinking – then they did it, right? If we're like, "Damn, I've never experienced that. That was amazing." If that's what yeah. we say out of that, then they've sold us on not maybe not this first gen headset, but what they're trying to do beyond the first gen headset, right? Yeah, so I think that's why I'm. I've always been. It's kind of funny or cool how you say like, "Yeah, you think that pricing is a plant?" Because that's the one thing that everyone hears and is like, "Ah, I don't want to do it." Like, what's so yeah. special about it? But. If it's 1500 we the, look the Oculus the Oculus Pro at $1500 base model didn't do anything to scare Apple like from you know yeah. when I saw it it's better ish it's not, and then when you look at the Quest 2 versus their Quest Pro you're like okay there's definitely it's not worth jumping up 900 plus dollars for that but, I think it's
1: I think it's all marketing it's yeah. all you know what story and experience like you just said bonding your hardware to an experience. What are you? What it, What? What about the experience is going to change your life? And the story of Quest and any VR headset has not moved that at that needle at all. They have their software is just not that attractive. Where it's like, okay, I want to be a cartoon avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when you think about like the way the iPhone was marketed, you know, everyone comes back to that famous keynote, right? Uh, a big screen iP- a widescreen iPod. A internet communicator and a phone, right? Yeah. Three things. Those are three things, and I think Apple will probably do something similar. It will be a massive theater size display, mm-hmm. a FaceTime experience that you know feels like you're looking directly at the person, and right? the
0: highest fidelity you've ever seen in a headset today. Exactly. Like
1: that. And then you know the third thing. I don't know. I don't know what the third thing could be, um, but it'll be something. You know.
0: Here's the other Trojan horse that we don't talk about um and you mentioned it as one of your uh best uh you know we said like Apple's you know hits and misses of last year. Mm-hmm. They have Apple TV plus. So they mm-hmm. have con- they're now in the content game where they're thinking mm-hmm. about content. I could only imagine maybe some of these experiences are going to be Apple TV plus exclusive. So if you're a uh you know a member of the service, you could experience a show like you never have exactly. before
1: in these glasses like Dude. that's that's where you start taking it to another level. I, I think this is where we're connecting the dots. And a yeah. lot of people, like I said, are missing the forest for the trees. I've
0: actually never had this conversation with someone as we're talking. Like, I'm, I'm starting to see it as we, you and I kind of talk this out, actually. And,
1: like, I've said it on Twitter, but, like, you know, and some people just are in denial. I think they're just in such denial. And they're so, like, you know, caught up in, hey, the vendors, you know, whatever Ming Chi Kuo is saying, the, the parts. And, I mean, if you just look at, if you really follow the trail, and, you know, as a journalist, I have to follow the trails, right? Mm-hmm. And if you follow the trails of, like, the progress of the engineering and the scalability of AR tech for glasses, things like waveguide wave uh, lenses and, like, you know, stuff like that, it's just not production ready. And it, it's not going to be. Maybe not ever. If, I made this tweet the other day about uh, the smart contact lenses company that just went out of business, right? Um, and, you know, for the last, like, 15, 10 to 15 years, it was always, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But it was never, nobody ever, like, seemed to, like, think about, okay, is this scalable, mm. producible, and also, what is a battery source for that thing? <laughs> a battery's not gonna fit in your eyeball, and the technology to build a battery that is, like, as flexible and thin to, fits in a contact it's just not happening right now, right? Yeah. Um, and I always looked at this as like, oh man, cool concept, but once you put it in your eyeball, you know, what happens? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's gone, it's kaput. And that dream is kind of like, you know, on ice or dead right now. And, you know, I think Apple is just, I think everyone's just looking at the competitors and seeing what Apple's going to do to challenge them as opposed to what can Apple do on its own distinctly. Yep. You know? Yep, yep absolutely. What are, what are its strengths? And its strengths are not going to be VR. Jaws has publicly said, oh, you know, we're not going to use terminology like metaverse. <laughs> metaverse. <laughs> metaverse. Or like, you know, and and Tim Cook has like, you know, frowned on VR. He's talked so much smack about it. And in my opinion, if I'm a betting man, I, I, I don't think Apple will come up with a, we'll use terminology like XR, mixed reality yeah, yeah, or, right. you know, augmented, no. maybe augmented reality, maybe not mixed reality or VR because those things have already been like predetermined. They're predefined already by the existing players. Yeah. They're going to use, if this headset is called Reality Pro, Reality One, they're going to be like, you know, X-Reality or some some bro, kind of Apple bro, terminology. It's,
0: it's called IR, immersive yeah, reality.
1: Exactly. They will come it's up with the, their own term. Yep, you know, yep, it's, yep. it's not a, uh, it's not high refresh rate display. It's ProMotion. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's true. It's, it's true. tone. It's, you know, whatever technology Apple loves to, uh, terminology Apple will invent, you know? It's their true, crack man. marketing team.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be really interesting. That's why I'm so fascinated by it. And uh, I think talking about it with you today, that it, I'm like, ooh, this is, yeah, we're, I, think, I think we're on to, People aren't talking about it in this way. That's all I'm saying, right? People are not talking about it. Uh, I think it this we're way. onto
1: a different trail, and I God, I hope to <laughs> God we're right. So we can just we, we can like, come back, we can uh-huh.
0: come back, we come back. Yo, son, son, we were right, we were right. Yeah, they just yeah. changed
1: the game. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you gotta you gotta have that as like a little sound clip that Love just insert all the time. <laughs>
0: all right, man. Um, Ray, that was awesome. We're looking forward to your reviews and everything that gets out there. It's a, it's a busy January. Um, yeah. Can you let people know again where they can find your awesome work, my friend?
1: Yeah, you you can uh, find my work and my home pod reviews and hopefully Mac reviews on inverse.com. And also again, all my tweets on uh, Twitter at Ray Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. Uh, I only, I only save the spiciest for, for Brian Todd's <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> I dig it. All right, Ray, we'll talk to you soon buddy. <laughs>
1: All right. Thanks for having me, Brian. Yes, sir.
0: All right, everybody. Always good times when Ray Wong comes on the show. So much to talk about. I feel like we could keep on talking, but uh, really interesting stuff. And yes, guess what? My reviews will be coming out this following week. So keep an eye out for that on my channel. And I'll also have guests in. And hopefully, we can get someone to kind of talk about in depth. But I think we kind of know what to expect from them. But it's still, you know, overall speed bumps, improvements, nothing major with a few little uh, tweaks and improvements here and there. So before we go, we got to give a shout out to our Platinum Apples at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jared Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and a new member, Glenn Canellis. Thank you so much to all of you for the $100 Platinum Apple level support patreon.com slash Tong is how you support all my content it gives you early access to content rewards at different levels and a completely ad-free version of the show and all of you who've supported me at every level have allowed me to keep on doing this it is year 2023 i'm just about i think late march it's actually really i think early april uh we will have we have been doing this for that's the five-year anniversary so Hopefully I can plan something around that. Uh, maybe just a live stream and just have a QA and a on my YouTube and just let it flow. Because five years, I, I gave myself a three-year runway and said, we'll see what happens. And uh, you all have made it possible. So thank you so much. And so many cool things happen around the content that I've been able to do and share with you because of all of your support. So thank you. Thank you, but that's gonna do it for this week. Hey, guess what? We'll be back here, same bat time, same bat channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.